Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Cruise Radio. We are cruising in Alaska this week and taking some amazing photos. Uh, If you'd like to see some of our photos, find us on Snapchat. We've been snapping some just amazing photos. It's like living in a postcard up here. Uh, Also, while you're playing with your apps, uh, search us on Facebook, Cruise Radio News, and join the cruise conversation. A lot of good cruise news and questions being answered there. On this week's show, we'll get a review of Norwegian Escape from John and his wife. They just had an amazing time in the Caribbean, and John's standing by to tell us all about that. We'll also answer some of your shore excursion questions with cruisingexcursions.com. So first things first, we always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. So if you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net. John and his wife just returned from an awesome trip on Norwegian Escape, and we're excited to hear all about it. What's up, John? Hey, Doug. I appreciate you having me. I uh, really enjoy the show, and uh, you know the program has been fantastic. It's been a tremendous resource for us when we were researching everything that there was to learn on the Escape and uh, you know hearing past reviews. And then, of course, the uh, Facebook page has also been really helpful. So appreciate all that, and thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, man. Thank you for saying all that, too. That's awesome. Uh, Uh, So we're going to get to Norwegian Escape here in just a couple of minutes. But before we get to there, let's take a step back and give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Norwegian Escape? Because we were talking before the interview and you said that you haven't sailed since 2005. Yeah, that's right. Um, we kind of, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. We, My wife and I kind of just looked at each other and said, you know what, it's time for us to take a trip without the kids. And we were looking forward to getting back into cruising and we kind of put it off. Uh, while we had uh, the little ones and, you know, we wanted to wait till they got a little bit older before we started trying to leave the country again and get out on a ship in the ocean uh, where it might be a little bit harder to get home if something happened. But right. uh, we felt like the time was right and we started looking into it. And for us, it was really about, you know, the itinerary of the ship uh, was a, a, a big part of it. The Escape had some good reviews and we had wanted to try Norwegian. I'd actually sailed on them way back in the mid-90s, I think it was, when they still had the windward, believe it or not. <laughs> And uh, that was the first time I had experienced it. But other than that, we've been on Celebrity, just my wife and I. That's the only line that we had experienced before in Norwegian. So we thought we'd give it a shot. And we really liked what we saw as far as the, you know, the amenities on board. We weren't quite ready, you know, to go full in on the mega ships uh, with the Royal Caribbean, some of the Oasis class. So we wanted to try something kind of maybe between the Millennium that we sold, uh, sailed on uh, with Celebrity and then go into the Escape kind of midway between that and the Oasis class. And I think we were we were very pleasantly, uh, you know, surprised with the size of the ship and everything that it offered. So that was kind of what pushed us to uh, NCL, and then the Escape being a new ship really appealed to us as well. Only being, you know, in service since uh, I guess late last last fall. So it, you know, it was really nice to be on board a, a brand new ship like that. Well, let's fast forward and get to embarkation when you got to Port Miami. How was the embarkation process for you? I think overall it was, you know, went pretty well. We had done some research going in. Um, we actually sailed in the Haven. So uh, we were kind of looking forward to some of that priority uh, embarkation and the process there that we had read about. Um, when we got to the port, we were dropped off. We went down to Terminal C. We got right through security, no problem. I mean, that was a real quick breeze. Uh, when we went into the main room to do our check-in, uh, of course, they had the help forms there for you, handing those out. They had plenty of representatives available to get you checked in. So I think that process probably from 
door through security to check in. Maybe it took 10, 15 minutes at most. And then they took us to the uh, the Haven holding area, if you will. They said that they were a little bit delayed in getting some of the folks off the ship from the previous week because mm-hmm. we had arrived probably around, I think it was about, uh, I want to say it was around 1030, 1045, somewhere in there is when we got to the port. And we thought we would be you know, taken immediately back onto the ship based on previous reviews we had read. It sounded like you know, they had started boarding typically between 10 and 10.30 on past ships, uh, cruises, and uh, that was not the case this go-around. So they ended up taking us upstairs to another holding area, a larger one, uh, where they had congregated quite a few passengers. And it was probably 25, 30 minutes we sat up there, and then finally they started the, uh, you know, the, the boarding process, and uh, we got on board. So I'd say it probably took us you know, close to an hour from when we arrived to the port to get on board, which in my mind still isn't that bad. Uh, and then once we, you know, then once we started the boarding process, it was, it was smooth sailing from there. Very cool. What were your first impressions when you boarded escape? For me, uh, obviously walking up to the ship, uh, you know, being 160 some odd tons or excuse me, 160,000 tons. It was, you know, quite an impressive ship to see up close like that. Uh, so that the overall size uh, of the ship really impressed us. And then walking in, um, I'm kind of, I guess more old school in my cruising, you know, I kind of like that older style with the big atriums and the multi-level elevators and things like that. So going into the escape, it was a little bit more closed off uh, where they had us come in. So that was a little bit different. And then it was a little bit of confusion with the staff as far as where to direct us. We were supposed to go up to deck 17 to check in with the uh, concierge there in the Haven and a little bit of confusion there trying to direct us in which elevators to go and how to get up there. But once we were cleared, we were, you know, on the elevator on our way, got into the uh, concierge lounge there, and they were waiting for us with, you know, beverages and snacks, and uh, the concierge greeted us. And as more and more people came in because of the kind of delayed boarding, there were quite a few folks that had gathered up in there by that point. You know, they gave us an announcement letting us know that our, our rooms would be available soon, but we were welcome to go ahead and drop them off, our luggage rather, into our rooms, which was nice. And then we could go to proceed and have lunch, you know, on the ship. So uh, overall, pretty smooth, just a few little hiccups along the way, but, you know, nothing major. Once you got into your stateroom, uh, what did you think of it? And I, I, I'm assuming that all of the Haven staterooms are either balconies or panoramic views? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we actually, we had, um, it's, a, it's a smaller class of, of rooms. It was the um, Haven Spa Suite, and they only offer, I think it's 12 or 13 of those on the ship, mm-hmm. and they're down on deck 16 uh, on the port side, and it's towards the front. It's actually right next to the spa and the fitness center, so it's one deck down from the main Haven area, so if 17 and 18 have the main Haven cabins. 16 is kind of on its own down there, and we're actually there with the pool deck and everything. But that's the only cabins on the ship are right there on those Haven spa suites. And walking into the room, we were extremely impressed. I mean, it was uh, very uh, nice and open, had lovely uh, wood flooring or wood, you know, wood style flooring. Um, there's actually a jacuzzi tub in the corner uh, of that room next to the bed, which was which was pretty neat. Um, and then of course it has the balcony and being a Haven spa suite, the balcony was a little bit, um, it wasn't deeper than a standard balcony, but it was a little bit longer. So Mm -hmm. you had a little more room to move around out there. The bathroom itself was great, very spacious, really big shower. Uh, we both were very impressed, uh, you know, with the, with the bathroom on the ship, very nice, uh, sink, you know, it's a a deep kind of trough sink with two, you know, faucets there. Uh, which was really nice. And then storage was one thing that really kind of blew us away. I mean, there was a lot of 
space, not only under the bed for all your luggage, but the closets, the different drawers, uh, all the little hidden cubbies. I mean, there was, you know, there were spots to put everything you could think of. So <laughs> they really did a nice job, I think, with the layout of the overall cabin. And we were really, really pleased with that selection. So excellent job on Norwegian's part there. Let's uh, switch gears here and talk about dining. This ship has like eight. I think dining venues. Uh, so we'll start at the the buffet area and kind of work our way out from there. And I know you had uh, your own like special dining room uh, since you were in the Haven. So uh, what did you think of the food overall? I thought overall the food was uh, very very good. You know we didn't really have. I think only one restaurant was was kind of disappointing, and we can get to that in a little bit. But I mean everything was very good. The food was fresh, hot. The service was excellent. We didn't really have any complaints at all uh, when it came to the food. And we actually had the ultimate dining package um, or the specialty dining package, if you will, on, on board, which was really nice. So that gave us access to three of the specialty restaurants through our cruise. Um, and we took full advantage of that and really enjoyed the variety, not only of the restaurants, but the menus. And something that really appealed to me as far as the restaurants were concerned is the waterfront. Mm -hmm. We really enjoyed that. Uh, I think that kind of sets the escape apart in my mind. Uh, just being able to dine out there, you know, right on the water, uh, you know, listening to the to the waves and the ocean and the views out. I mean, it was just beautiful. And anytime we could eat outside, we took full advantage of that. So I think that was a really cool experience. And I was surprised. I think a lot of people weren't taking uh, advantage of that avenue. Um, when we dined outside, you know, we never had a problem getting a table. The weather was excellent through the whole week. So it was just, I think folks were missing out, which was okay with us. It kept things a little bit quieter, <laughs> right. you know, on the outside, but <laughs> we enjoyed it nonetheless. You were mentioning one of the restaurants you were kind of disappointed in. Which one was that? It was actually La Cucina, which is, you know, their Italian style. And the service was very, very good. As a matter of fact, I would say probably that was one of the nights where we had one of the best, you know, uh, servers uh, through our meal. It was just the food was a little bit lacking. You know, I think uh, even my wife you know, I both would kind of look at each other and said that was probably our least favorite meal. You know, the food wasn't bad. It just didn't quite hold up to our other experiences in the other restaurants. We had dined at Cagney's and uh, Teppanyaki as well as Food Republic. So we, you know, we took advantage of trying to experience as many of the dining avenues as we could. And um, you know, like I said, the variety in the in the, the meals were great. Teppanyaki was especially good. I think we had a a great chef that night. He did a really good job. The food was prepared, you know, perfectly, and uh, he was a lot of fun to to watch. So we really enjoyed that a lot. And Food Republic was a great surprise as well. Um, you know, I think we had read a lot of reviews on that. That was one my wife was really excited about trying because it has the iPads there at the table mm -hmm. that you can, you know, pick your your menu items and then they bring them out. And uh, everything's hot and fresh and, you know, they're nice kind of, I guess it's more tapas style. Where everybody just kind of sample it, you know, at smaller, smaller portions. But there's plenty of food and, you know, it was a lot of fun to kind of pick an order and choose what you want and then wait for it to come out. And then if you really like something, you just click on it and go back and order some more. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun. So we enjoyed that as well. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Norwegian Escape. Lots of entertainment on this ship. What did you think of it? The entertainment was excellent, and I got to tell you, we talked to a lot of people uh, on board that had sailed previously on Celebrity and Royal Caribbean and Princess, and everybody was really blown away with the caliber uh, of the shows. Now, we only did the one, we did for the record, the Brat Pack, which is kind of an 80s theme show. It goes back to kind of Ferris Bueller and the Breakfast Club and mm -hmm. you know, does some of those 80s classics that everybody really enjoys. 
And I mean, we got to tell you, I mean, it just the, the music, the performers, you know, it was just amazing. And they did a fantastic job. It was a lot of fun. The music was great. The singing was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I you know, we just were blown away by the talent that was on board the vessel. And, uh, you know, the music was great. Uh, the, the gentleman that was playing the saxophone, was he was awesome. <laughs> so it was just a lot of fun. Everybody was, you know, happy and you know, you could tell everybody really enjoyed it. And that's when we talked to folks, you know, on board, we asked them kind of how their experience, you know, compared to other ships and things that they had been on. And they said, you know, this has been a great trip. They really enjoyed the service. They enjoyed the entertainment. We'd also tried one of the comedy club nights. We went to headliners one night and it's the Levity Comedy Group, I think was on board. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but, you know, he did a really good job. It was a lot of fun. They incorporate a lot of, you know, things that are going on current for the week, which was, you know, fun and interacting with the audience and, you know, kind of pulling things from them. So, you know, overall, we were really, really pleased with the entertainment on board. And probably we wish that we had done more of the shows while we were there. But with having the spa access through the, you know, the spa suite, we did a lot of that in the evenings where we would go and enjoy the thermal suite and take advantage of that in the evenings versus maybe going to some more of the shows. So, Definitely, you know, if you enjoy, you know, the live entertainment, then Norwegian, I think they've really got that down and they've done a tremendous job in that aspect. Let's talk about sea days. We'd like to talk about that on the show as far as um, how the passenger flow was both inside and outside of the ship, around the pool, dining venues and all of that. So how were the sea days for you guys? Sea days are our favorite. I'm one of those that I could probably take seven days of sea days and I would be, (laughs) you know, very, very happy. Uh, really enjoy being out on the ocean, being out on the ship and escape. I mean, I was just blown away how smoothly she sails. It's just a great ship and how it handles any any bit of waves out there in the ocean. We didn't have any really rough weather, but I mean, you could you could feel the ship moving sometimes, especially as tall as she is. Mm-hmm. You know, you could feel that. But overall, I mean, I think she handled very well. Some of the things that kind of stood out to me on the maybe a little bit on the negative side was obviously the size of the ship you've got we were sailing at capacity so quite a few passengers on board during that week and really i didn't feel it that much except for when you were around the pool area which that's a very common complaint you know when you go and look at the reviews on the ship it definitely needs more you know outside space mm-hmm. they need to have more pool area or things like that but for us i mean i hate to sound like this but for us it wasn't as big of an issue because we had the haven you know you get your own pool area, you have your own sun deck area, much like the uh, Vibe Beach Club. Um, you know, you have your own deck area up there on Tech 19, which was fantastic. And we, we enjoyed every minute of that. But when you're inside the Haven, you don't feel it at all. It really is a ship within a ship. It gives you that kind of small feeling. You know, you, it's only about, I think there's only about 360 passengers that mm-hmm. are in the Haven out of the whole ship. So, you know, it, it's a very nice size area for that number of passengers. The only other thing that kind of stood out to me was, you know, as far as the sea days and the movement around the ship was, you know, again, they've kind of taken every available space that they can. Understandably, they fit a lot of cabins in the ship. I mean, I know they've got to try to make as much money as they can, but it's taken away, in my mind, a lot of the open areas on some of the older ships and things that I'm used to, you know, have sailed on. Mm -hmm. So it felt a little more, I won't say claustrophobic, but it just, it didn't feel as open and flowing, if you will, you know, as far as the movement around the ship and you get down into the ship and, you know, the main decks where the restaurants and things are in the shops. It just, to me, it felt more closed in and I didn't like that as much as a more airy type design. But 
Otherwise, you know, like I said, the, the ship was great. You know, we really enjoyed all the features that were on board. The ropes course was a lot of fun. We tried that out. So there's, you know, other than the pool and things like that, there's plenty to do, you know, I think on board and they've got activities going on all the time. So if you, if you want, if you're somebody that wants to really get in and do something, you know, every minute of the day, there's certainly that aspect available to you. But if you want to just chill out and relax, um, you know, I, I highly recommend the Haven because we, you, you know, having that sun deck up there and, and just being able to, to just relax and enjoy and not have anything, you know, to do. It was just, uh, it was nice for us, especially for having two kids at home. You know, it was, it was nice to unplug in that way. So yeah. we really had a lot, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sounds like it. Now on this seven night sailing, you hit St. Thomas, Tortola and Nassau. Uh, which one was your favorite out of all three? You know, I got to say Tortola was definitely our favorite. We had been to St. Thomas and Nassau before, uh, mm-hmm. but Tortola was new. And, you know, it's a very beautiful island uh, getting, you know, getting there. We had more time. I wish we had had more time in Tortola. That's my only complaint on the on the ports there, if you will. I would say probably either skip Nassau or shorten the St. Thomas day so that we can have more time in Tortola because it's just you know, it's a neat island. There's there's things to do. You can go over to uh, to the bass there on on just a, I can't remember the name of it, but there's another island right off the Yost Van Dyke. There, is that or, it? thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, you can go there and you know explore that, which we did not do. We actually took a, a cab over the island and went to uh, Brewers Bay. Cool. Um, we had done some research previous uh, to the cruise, and you know we wanted to just kind of take a beach day, and we were the second people off the ship that day. We uh, took a taxi immediately, went up, and, and that taxi ride, i got to tell you, if you haven't done that, <laughs> it's quite an experience in right. and of itself, because they try to take you up that, you know, up that uh, mountain there on the island, and the road's only about a lane, maybe a lane and a half wide, and I mean, they're flooring those taxis to get them up to the top of the hill, and a couple times I thought we were going to have a head-on collision. Yeah, it's a white-knuckle ride, uh, for sure. It was, but you know, we, got, we made it over there fine, and when we got out, I mean, it was us and another couple on the entire Half Moon Bay. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it was breathtaking. I mean, it's something you only see in the pictures. And, you know, within probably 20 or 30 minutes, we had more people from the ships, you know, showing up. Because the breakaway was actually in port with us that day as well. Okay. Um, so we had, uh, you know, quite a few people kind of meander in over the next two or three hours. But the beach was gorgeous. The water was just calm and clear. And, I mean, it's just, you know, it's something that you really want to experience. And I would highly recommend Brewers Bay. It was just, it was really neat. Very nice. Um, so you make your way back to Port Reality, a.k.a. Miami. Uh, how was disembarkation for you? Disembarkation was a breeze. We did the uh, walk-off. And then with the Haven, too, they give you um, kind of a priority disembarkation, if you will. And they take you down. Uh, there's some back elevators uh, that the staff typically uses and then they just you know you get on that and they take you straight down to the gangway there and then you're off the ship and I think by the time we left the ship to clearing customs and out to the shuttle back to the airport it was probably you know 10 minutes at most yeah. I mean, it was a quick easy uh, skip off the ship so <laughs> yeah if you uh, if you're one that doesn't like to take you know or you don't want to leave your bags out overnight and you'd rather walk off then I highly recommend that. It was a very easy process. Norwegian makes that very simple for you. I will say, though, make sure that you pay attention because they only allow that from 745 to 845, and then they restrict you from walking off. I don't know if they'd actually stop you, but they tell you in the documentation, you know, if you missed 845 cutoff, then you can't walk off until 10. Oh. So I would say if you're trying to get, you know, to a, to a flight or something like that, then by all means, take advantage of that. Uh, but otherwise, if you leave your bags out the night before, they'll call you based on your 
luggage priority and your flight time if you're flying out or driving. So, you know, I think it's overall pretty smooth process. So it was, it was very easy. Any first time tips you have? Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely say, uh, you know, do your research ahead of time because there's so much to do on board. As you mentioned, there's so many different dining venues, find out about the entertainment, kind of get an idea of what you're, you know, looking for as far as that's concerned. I would really recommend if, you know, if you've still got the free at sea promotions going on, take full advantage of the dining and the drink packages. It takes a lot of the worry off of you. You just, you know, especially for, if you enjoy having some beverages while you're on board, sodas, you know, alcohol, whatever it might be, it's just real easy to give them your card. They get your drink, bring it back. You don't have to worry about keeping track of receipts and how much you paid and, uh, you know, the dining package allows you freedom to explore some of those specialty restaurants and all of them, you know, were really, really good. I think we just hit an off night on La Cucina because I hear a lot of people say that's one of their favorite restaurants, mm-hmm. you know. So I would just say, you know, take advantage of the things that are there and then just go and, and do whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm, we're kind of those that really like to plan a lot ahead of time. And I think this time we just kind of went and you know, kind of went a little more free than we typically would as far as our planning schedules and just enjoyed the heck out of it. And Norwegian lets you do that. There's a lot of flexibility once you get on board, as long as the shows and things aren't sold out. I mean, you you can maneuver and do. So I would, uh, you know, just take full advantage of a little bit of research ahead of time and then just go and enjoy. Rock on. You're going to have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Looking back, what was your highlight of the cruise? I think for us, honestly, was access to the spa. And, you know, my wife and I aren't typically those that would say, oh, let's seek out the spa and go and do it. But it's such a a nice facility. The thermal suite that they have there on board, the Escape and its location is phenomenal. It was an extremely relaxing place for us, obviously being adults only uh, in there. You know, it's it's quiet. My wife absolutely loved these heated tile loungers that they Mm -hmm. had uh, down there. And, you know, they're right there on the right above the bridge of the ship. So you're out on the bow. You've got a great view of the ocean out in front of you. And, you know, they just you kind of melt away after about five minutes of laying on those things. And I mean, it just is fantastic. So for us, we were we never we know we went into it, thought, okay, maybe the spa is nice. We might use that a time or two. We use that every day on the on the cruise. And uh, so I think that was one of the the biggest highlights, you know, along with the Haven, you know, for us, it it absolutely lived up to all of its expectations and uh, the reviews and things that we heard. I mean, the staff was phenomenal. Can't say enough good things about the crew on board the escape everywhere. We went, everybody was happy. Everybody was helpful. Everybody was you know, very pleasant. And uh, we were just thrilled with our, our trip. And we both have just been, you know, talking nonstop about it since we've got back. Well, in closing here, what was your final thoughts of Norwegian Escape? Norwegian Escape is a great ship. Um, You know, they've done a really nice job setting it up, providing all types of different experiences. So if you're a family, you want to have a good time with your kids. You know, you've got the ropes course and the water parks and all the kids activities on board. So that's really a nice thing. If you want to be kind of adult, be on your own, then they've got the Haven experience there for you. So, you know, you can take advantage of that and really get, uh, you know, kind of that luxury cruising experience. And then for those that just want to go and relax, I mean, they have a phenomenal setup on, you know, the spa and everything that it offers. So overall, we have just been very, very pleased with our experience on the scape. And I highly recommend it. You know, if you're having doubts or reservations because you've read negative reviews, ignore it. Go and enjoy your trip. I think you will have a phenomenal time. 
The food is excellent. The staff is phenomenal. It's a great ship. We've been talking with John. Him and his wife just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Escape out of Miami. John, thanks for being on the show, my friend, and giving your review to us. Doug, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully in the future on my next cruise, uh, we can do it again. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always like to get your shore excursion questions here at Cruise Radio. If you have one you want to ask, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. On the line, we have Shelly vetting your questions today from cruisingexcursions.com. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Doug. So uh, very first question we have here is from Tammy. She says, we're going on Carnival Vista, and we're looking for some pre-cruise experiences in Athens. Any suggestions would be great. Well, absolutely. Pre-cruise for Athens is very popular. I think that one of the best ways to sort of maneuver around the city and its suburbs is to do a hop-on, hop-off tour. Generally speaking, in many of the sort of seaport cities, it would work out as well less expensive than if you were to arrange your own taxi transfers to go everywhere that you wanted to go. So it kind of ticks both boxes. It's very inexpensive and it also gets you all around the city to see the main highlights and tourist attractions. I always advise the hop-on and hop-off options for a pre-cruise. Now, for the one that we offer, it will also take you to the beach area as well. So once you've taken the route or the route, however you like to say it, you're able to then have a little bit of a rest and also then make your way back to the main bus stop where you join the tour, and it's all included within the cost. So for Athens in particular... There's many, many destinations that you can go to because there are two different routes included in the ticket. But you can see all of the main stops, such as the planetarium. You can go over to the cruise terminal if you're a little bit excited and want to go and take a look at the ships. You go over to the beach. You can also go to the Acropolis and the Parthenon, the theatres, the National Gardens, Temple of Zeus. Pretty much everywhere that's sort of synonymous with Athens you're able to go to on that line. If you wanted to stay on the route, because it's an open-top bus, you can do, and it would take you around 90 minutes to go to all of those stops in a loop. And as I say, you can jump off, 
and on whenever you want and just make your way back to the bus stop and it provides you a little map as well so you have that independence of being able to do your own thing so i definitely advise to do that one this might be a stupid question shelly but uh, are the tours in english in greece actually they're in many different languages on hop on hop off tours there is a narration and you'll get given a little set of headphones as well so you can choose the language so it's perfect really for a lot of international guests as well So you don't have to rely on having a guide or being so independent that you have no direction. Okay, very nice. Uh, Next question comes from Scott. Scott says, what tour in Messina is most recommended with teenagers? Always a tricky one. We've mentioned this before. Teenagers like to generally have shorter tours purely because of attention spans and getting back to iPads and social media and, you know, God knows what not these days. But um, for Messina, there's a fabulous little tour and it's called Etna Slopes and Tawamina Tour. It kind of holds attention for not only showing you the panorama and actually going up to Etna Slopes, which has those great lava fields that if, uh, you know, anyone pops in Google, you'll see these uh, lava fields that everybody wants to take photographs of. So you go over and spend some time there. It also includes a lot of photo stops along the way because it's very picturesque up to the top of Mount Etna. But then it also has free time over in the town of Tawamina. So you're able to do your own thing as well. Um, for those of uh, you that know Sicily quite well, it's the home of the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the locations there, people like to go over, have a coffee, take lots of photographs and generally have a mooch around as a family before making their way back to the vehicle to return to port. So I would recommend the um, Etna Slopes and Tawamina tour because it ticks all of the boxes of keeping everyone entertained. You also got to have a cannoli, Shelley. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it depends if you're on a diet or not, let's be, right. let's be fair. Or, or also how much you've also ate on board because uh, food's amazing on board. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Depends whether the space. Mount Etna is an, act- an active volcano over there too, isn't it? Absolutely, and um, it's got an amazing lava field where all of the uh, molten lava actually went cold very quickly, Mm -hmm. and it created this big black lava field, so definitely one to take uh, a photo of. Yeah, Sicily's an awesome place. If if your cruise ever goes there, definitely check out uh, Mount Etna, and Terramina too, really cool. Moving on here, we have Mark. Mark says, what's a good tour for Cagliari? Did I pronounce that right? Indeed, Cagliari. I'd advise to do the very best of Sardinia tour that we have. The reason being, it's a very um, quaint and historical town. So it will show you everything that you could possibly want to see. So you start off with a scenic drive, which is always a nice one, over to an archaeological site of Nora, which is currently under excavation. So it's something that will constantly change. So each time you go there, you'll be able to see a new aspect, which is always good. Lots of temples stood there many, many years ago. So it's, it's a highlight of the area. But because of it being scenic on the way, lots of photo opportunities again, You also get to go to the Castle Quarter, which has got over 100 metres of high walls that used to be a fortress for the town as well. So great photo opportunities again. And with Cagliari being so quaint, it's a great time to be able to spend some free time so you can just walk down the little side streets and be able to experience the history really and also all of its sort of unique ambience. Great place to sit and have a coffee. Great place to sit and have a little aperitif and just absorb and it's a nice short hour tour as well so once you've seen you know Pula and the site of Nora and the town itself back over to the ship 
just in time for lunch and you can do your own thing in the afternoon. So perfect little tour for whilst you're in Sardinia. Wow, and that's a beautiful city too. I'm looking at the photos here on uh, Google Images. It looks, it's very, um, has a very Dutch kind of carousel look to it on the shorefront. Well, it is a very European type of city because mm. it had a lot of French influence as well from um, back in the Napoleon days. So it has got unique architecture and it is a great place. Very underrated, actually, but yeah, it's um, somewhere you should definitely take a walk around. Yeah, absolutely. So Kelly asks, we're looking for an excursion that can take me and my husband to Montserrat. So for Montserrat, one of the best options is a private tour, which would be exclusive for your own party. And that way you're able to see the very sort of cultural contrast that you would get from normal tours within the area. You go over to lots of picturesque little villages on the way. So it's got great photographic opportunities. And you can also tailor make it, so to speak, as well, because you'll be able to suggest and sort of alter the itinerary and spend a little bit more time in certain destinations on the way of the tour rather than within a shared group. Now, something that is very, very famous for, and many people that do want to go to Montserrat are going there for this particular reason, and it's for the Virgin Moronetta, which is also known as the Black Virgin because of its famous monastery. So you're able to spend a lot of time there taking pictures of the icons, absorbing the very religious nature of where it is that you're visiting, and also, if the children's choir is singing, which it is usually at midday, you're able to see that as well as Park Gwell. And so it kind of is best to do that on a private tour because it gives you more of an intimate nature of the actual attraction that you're visiting as well with it being so religious. Very nice. Last question is from Stephanie. She says, we are quite keen on visiting the caves in Palma de Mallorca. Do you have any information on what the excursion entails? One of the most popular excursions actually is the Cave of Drac, and that's not necessarily just for cruise ship passengers, also people that are going on holiday to Mallorca. It's on their to-do list to go over and see the caves whilst they're there. And the reason being is that just on the east coast of Mallorca, obviously there's these fascinating caves. So when you get picked up from your cruise ship, you get to see all of the amazing sort of villages that you go through and the towns which are unique to Parma and the area. George Clooney apparently likes the area very much and uh, generally people, everybody you meet will say they've met George Clooney whilst he was there and his, his yacht was docked and what have you. So it always comes up. But um, the Caves of Drac area is just absolutely unique. Inside the caves, there's a huge underground lake which they play classical music and there's lots of lights that sort of dance along the lake very very unique you have a boat trip across the lake as well and you're able to see the beautiful lighting so absolutely an amazing tour to go and see purely because of how unique the cave structure itself is and it's not dark like many people expect in you know a cave scenario they have engineered lighting which is very beautiful I, and I, extremely artistic yeah i'm looking at these uh, photos right now this is I've never seen anything like this in a cave before with the, I don't even know what it's called, that hangs down from the uh, the roof there. 
what is, what is, what is <laughs> it called? and stalactites. Yes, that, exactly. And the, the blue water <laughs> and the, the lighting they have in there. I'm going to put some pictures uh, in the show notes at cruiseradio.net because you have got to see what these look like. This is just uh, stunning photos here. We've been talking with Shelly from cruisingexcursions.com. Shelly, my dear, thank you so much for being on this show and have a great weekend. You too, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. Look forward to speaking to you next. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.